Business Matters in association with Letterkenny IT's Faculty of Business. Applications are now open for the highly regarded Masters in Leadership and Innovation in the Public Sector. Also a Masters in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection in Financial Services. And a Certificate in Online Dispute Management. Visit lyit.ie for more information. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is Seamus McMenamin, owner of Mathis Cranes Ireland, Mathis Cranes UK and McMenamin Engineering. Seamus left school at the age of 16 and worked for a local engineering firm for 14 years before setting up his own company in 1986. The downturn in 2008 prompted Seamus to look for new business and he managed to secure major contracts in the Middle East and South America. Seamus, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you very much for the invitation. Seamus, was it by accident or design that you've ended up uh, heading up three different businesses? Uh, probably by accident. Most of us by accident. Um, I suppose I, 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 I left school like a lot of young lads, like left school at a very early age, 16 years of age. And uh, I initially went to work in a local engineering company. Um, at what it was more uh, when you leave school as triangle job, and I went in there and I learned my trade. Or I, I did uh, an apprenticeship as a metal fabricator, and it went on from there. What company was that, James? At the time, the company uh, the company is called Bell Engineering. It's actually down in Kilgordon, and then it later became Fun Valley Engineering. And uh, I spent a total of fourteen years there, and. Um, uh, through that 14 years, like I, I suppose I moved from, I started off on the floor day one, like just as, as green as it can be. And, uh, over time went, uh, got, got me trade, uh, became foreman on the workshop floor. And later on then from that, then moved up into the office and I kind of was assistant manager moving on to manager at one stage. But uh, I was going through some tough times that time, like, and that's, and the company, unfortunately, um, uh, uh, probably didn't, I didn't survive. Now I, in fairness, I, like I, I wasn't there to the end because it was beginning, it was beginning to get tough going up to the end. And I, um, I, I was married, got married, some, I think 82 got married and, and 86, it was more or less like it was, I had to do something. And I was like everyone else, like I was, I was, uh, I had a mortgage. So, um, I needed to pay the mortgage, and I, it was a, a, an opportunity to either go work for myself or go work for someone else. Now, I had offers to go work for other people, but I chose to go down the road of um, to set up my own company, set up my own business, and that was McMillan Engineering. That was 1986. So talk to me about those first steps, those early days, and what you had to do to get things uh, in place. Um, a lot of it now is that it's that long back it's very hard to remember it all like but like it was uh, uh like like i was doing a little bit of work uh, I, I had some good contacts like in terms of uh from working in valley engineering we were doing a lot of agriculture work for farmers and um i, I was able to fall back or rely on that like i started to uh just maybe what's of repair jobs moved in then doing farm buildings and um we like we we done okay. Like initially, the first year it's just myself, and I think maybe later on that year I took on one other person towards uh, um, towards the end of the year. I actually set up on the on, on I think it was the the, see, the second or third of January, uh, started after the year. Uh, but uh, towards the end of that year, I um, I took on another guy. The company in the meantime that I'd worked for it closed down, 
and they're going to guy who worked there, like, and we worked, and, and it and it sort of built from there. And we worked at a small shed, like this, more or less. Uh, it's actually on the site. Uh, the shed's since demolished, and it's been replaced with another with a with a new workshop. But um, that's how it was at the time. So, talk to me about how the business evolved, uh, Seamus, and how it expanded over those years. Um, we set up a six and. For the first seven years, we were on this site. We were on the site here, like in this one, a small shed. And I would have had, to, uh, over the first six, five, six years, we probably had maybe six, seven employees. Uh, then I, I bought back, I bought part, uh, I got an opportunity to buy part of the workshops that I used to, it actually started off on day one then in kindergarten. And, uh, we went for that. And at the time, I remember in the solicitor, and my wife was with me, Anne, and uh, uh, she wrote the check because my hand was shaking as to whether to write the check or not, like or whether to go ahead with this or not. Like, by the way, it was, it was a big thing at the time. But looking back on it, like it was, it was, it was a very small move. Uh, but uh, so we developed from there, uh, moved into kindergarten, went on, uh, started doing a lot of like, uh, more agriculture, built up to I'm not sure how many employees uh, we would have had, maybe around fifteen, sixteen. Then it went on to uh, the late nineties. And in the late nineties, we were, we started to look at the business as to where it was going. And we saw that, um, like there was a lot of competition. There was a lot of companies like ourselves in Donegal. And, um, we need to be somewhat different from some of the rest of them. So we, we set off on a, on a, a two stage strategy. Uh, one was, was to upgrade the equipment we had in Kindergarten and go into industrial work. Uh, by upgrading the equipment, we, we were the first to bring in a kind of automated design or CAD systems into, into the Northwest. And also we print a, a piece of equipment that we bought in Italy as automated machine for cutting and drilling steel. Uh, so th- that worked. We also employed, I took on a, an engineer at the time as well. We employed an engineer and that, and he still was today, by the way. Uh, and, um, we, uh, the second part of the strategy was that we started to look at product uh, because the work we're doing is very seasonal. Like times here you're busy, times you're not, and uh, you know you, you have to fill a few people employed. You have to fill fifty-three weeks a year, as opposed to as opposed to forty weeks. So we, I started to look at products. Uh, I got involved with, um, I got a consultant then through Donegal Enterprise Board, and uh, we looked at a number of products over a three-year period, but eventually we came across uh, the, the cranes, the, the um, self-wrecking cranes for low-risk construction. And uh, that uh, kind of moved us on to the next step. Uh, we we, we um, introduced to, we were introduced to a company in Italy called Massel, and we did a joint venture with them um, that allowed us to manufacture their product here in Ireland. So... The steps of scaling up the business as well, obviously, when you're expanding, you had to increase your workforce and obviously increase investment as well, Seamus. Yeah, yeah. It was um, anything that, uh, uh, at that time as well, like anything that was made in the business was applied back in. Like there was no, there was no big fancy car. There was no big, there was no big, you know, um, uh, I know when I got my house finished, like it was, it was uh, uh, quite a number of years after I started up. And I said, everything that was made in the business was applied back in again. And um, so there was quite a lot of investment, okay, like, and especially when we bought the equipment, because that, that was a pretty hefty investment at the time. And, uh, but it brought us on to 
a sort of the next stage, the next step, like, and it allowed us to develop and to get more customers to go further afield for work. And um, at, 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 at worked out okay. And you set up Mantis Cranes UK, Seamus, as a result of all that? Yeah, Mantis Cranes UK came along in 2006. And uh, we set up, and Mantis Cranes Ireland set up in 1999. Uh, and this is a joint venture where we had a, a partner in Italy and they owned 50% of the company. Um, when we set up the company, the idea was to... Uh, the, the, there was an opening, or we, we, we thought there was an opening, like, uh, we introduced the concept of self-recognizing the Irish market. Like, before that, there was very little in it. And um, it was a way that the method of construction in Europe, but it wasn't used here at all. So we thought was, we, we thought that, that, that this might work, or there was an opening, and then, uh, but we, we, we had to work harder in order to sell the concept. And um, Was it a gamble, Seamus? Was it a gamble? Of course it was a gamble. <laughs> Or how big a gamble was it? Um, it was probably uh, at the time. It was well. It's this way or no way. Like it's it's it's, it's uh, like I, I thought of it for a long time, and it, as was the the way we came to decision is that, that that I knew that if I didn't have a go at it, that in five years time, five years after that, I would sit back and say, well, what have I tried? So the logical thing to do was try, and hopefully it worked. Hopefully the best, and hopefully it worked out. And if it didn't work out, you look back on five years' time and say at least you tried. And that was <laughs> close, and that's exactly how the decision was made. Uh, so, uh, uh, but we initially it was to manufacture cranes and uh, uh, send them back to uh, sell here in Ireland and the UK, and send them back to Italy. But it didn't exactly work out like that. Uh, introduced a new product into the country. Um, as a capital spend and people were not going to they were reluctant to put uh, put a lot of money into a capital a piece of capital equipment that wasn't tried and wasn't proven so we set about that um, we uh, put a, uh, one method of getting out to the customer without them digging too deep into their pocket was rental so we started to rent out some equipment and then we gave them an option to buy and that's what got us going but that didn't really suit the model from the Italians. So in 2003, uh, we uh, we bought back their the shares they had in Irish company. We bought them back, and um, that gave us the freedom. It also gave us that up until that time, we're having difficulty raising capital because the uh, the banks, as you know, like they're uh, uh, you know how they work, like in that, and uh, they couldn't get their hands on a company in Italy, but they get their hands on a company here in Donegal. So. Um, it was easier for me to raise capital at that time uh, uh, if I had the uh, majority shareholding. So that worked out. Uh, then we started, like, we looked at, like, uh, 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 it was never the intention that we stay in Ireland, um, that we, we would try and expand from that. So uh, UK being our nearest neighbour, that was the obvious choice. So we aimed at... Birmingham. We thought Birmingham was a, a, a good Irish centre, and, and like a lot of Irish around there, like and Irish builders, sent to the country, everything else. We aimed at Birmingham, but we landed in Newcastle, so we were quite a bit off track. How how did you end up in Newcastle? Uh, our first customer. We got our we, when we, we did some marketing over there, and we got our first customer, and uh, I flew over uh, to meet the customer and so on. And, and in fairness, they took a risk as well, but we gave them a good deal. So we got our first customer in South Shields uh, and Sunderland. 
Uh, we got our second customer about two, three months after that in the same area, and it just evolved from there. And then we needed to, one of the, like in the business in Cranes, like one of the most important aspects of it is the service of the customer. And, um, like any piece of equipment that like, needs looking after, it's not looked after, like it's, it's, it's likely to fail. Uh, so we put us, we got a, we employed a service in here locally, and, uh, and it kind of went from there. Um, and although we've moved, we've since moved down, like we're down now, our base now is down near, as between, it's near Wellingborough, which is between Northampton and, uh, Benford. And would you have spent, uh, a good deal of time over there, Seamus, getting things, uh, up and rolling at that time? Uh, yes. I, I'd have been over, like, uh, uh, the first guy we employed over in, um, in, uh, in Newcastle, uh, he, in fairness, like, uh, he was really, uh, inspired by the product. He hadn't seen it before, but he's inspired by it. He's a good guy. Uh, and, um, I would have spent a lot of time, uh, uh, not every week, but, uh, maybe every two weeks there, basically over two or three days and spent along with him. And it kind of, you know, it just moved on from there, like it went on from that. Um, uh, you, you look for a customer, you try and target them and you go in and you get it. Like, and at, at, at we eventually then we set up an office over there. We did set up an office and started employing more people over there as well. You know, but it just evolved. So would I be right, Seamus, in saying that, that one part of your business complements the other, and even though there are three different businesses, they all sort of do complement one another? They do, to an extent. Uh, uh, but it would be very true to say that one business uh, one business would probably not exist without the other. Um, and that became especially true when um, in 2008, after 2008. Like 2008, like uh, I suppose the one the the one downfall we have is we're very related to construction, like in both in both companies. So when construction had a wall in 2008, we went over that, you know, and that was um, um, a particularly difficult time. Like, but um, uh, it was uh, having a, a, a foot in both the Irish market and the UK market was a benefit. The UK market came back away before the Irish market came back. And that, uh. Was that a lifeline for yourself at that time? Uh, it, it, it probably was extent, but like when, when things went wrong in 2008, the first thing I did was I got on a flight and landed in Dubai. And I, I, I had done, up until that time, I'd done very little travel. But, um, uh, uh, as I say, needs must, like we end up here with, in the yard, I remember going to the yard one in February 2009 and counting 109 grains. And that, um, like it was, it was quite, it's no different from anybody else. Like it's just that we just happened to be creative. Other people had different things. Like, but it, we, we, we had to, uh, like I had to find new markets. So I first went to the Middle East and, um, uh, we started doing some work there, especially out in Oman, uh, some in Qatar. Um, and then I think in 2010 or thereabouts, I went to South America to Brazil. And we, um, we did quite a bit of business there for a few years. And what did, did for us, it, it got us over the hump. Like, it got us over, like, uh, uh, people say, did you make money? Um, we probably didn't make a lot, but it, 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 it got us to a stage, like, to when the, the markets, the market in the UK started coming back in 2014. And it got us to that. It kept us, it kept us alive to that, to that time. And uh, when I started to come back in the, UK, in the UK, I or we concentrated more in the UK market uh, rather than the overseas ones because overseas ones were difficult. Like you're going out there every every uh, month, I was doing a trip, maybe Brazil three, four times a year, 
but at least three four teams here every month you're doing a trip for week to ten days and it gets tough going was it more expensive seamless to export uh, your product to the likes of South America and Brazil in comparison to across the water uh, well when you, it depends when you say across the water across the water to UK the, the market, there was no market like they were they weren't as bad as we were but they were they were bad like that, that wasn't great either. like it dropped there as well like for um, uh, like our, our everything in the UK like we had to let people go in the UK as well as we had to let here uh, so it was down uh, there was nowhere to go in Europe because that the product that we that we manufacture or, or hire or sell is quite common in Europe, and we had to go to places where we had a level playing field, and that that had to be to the likes of the Middle East and maybe South America and places like that, because to go back into Europe, like we had no hope of competing, you know, and also that uh, when we went further afield, our um, our brand was no more. Recognized or no more not recognized than than it would be uh, anywhere else like any other brand. Whereas going to Europe, like you know, you're up against the big guys, you're up against Libra, you're up against Patine, people like that, like as well. So you talk about the importance of your brand, Seamus. When you went back uh, into the UK and a more full-on business in 2014, when the market got a bunch, you were recognized as an established brand. So I'm sure that helped you. Yeah, that helped us, Arky. That 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 was a that was an advantage because we had been there like since 2006. So it was a matter like of trying to, uh, um, they're, they're definitely, we, we weren't totally unknown. And we would have had customers, uh, from pre the crash who were still around. So that gave us a sort of a, um, something to build on. And it, it, uh, it went on and we relocated then at that time. Like most of the work, uh, when we started off, we aimed at Birmingham and landed in Newcastle, but the bulk of the work was down south. The bulk of the work was, uh, uh, for us, not in London, but on the outskirts of London, uh, and around the M20, uh, M25, uh, and down the southeast and that. So we had to get closer to where the customer was, so we, we relocated, uh, down to Wellingborough. And, um, uh, and we're still there in that, still in that particular location, that yard yet. Uh, but, um, th- that's where most of the work was going on and that, like, so at, 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 and you just, like, we, uh, do as everybody else does. You, you market your product. You, you go out. You target people. You meet. You meet customers. And you try and do deals. Uh, just shifting uh, slightly to McMahon Engineering, uh, I, I've noticed a, a lot of your major uh, projects are quite local at the moment. Seamus, the ones you're working on. Uh, the ones we're local on at the minute. Uh, well, uh, uh, you, it depends what you call local. Like, um, like. Most of our work is around the northwest and down the west of Ireland, uh, but we have also a job down down Waterford at the moment. Uh, we're uh, we have a job currently. We're currently working on a job in uh, Balna down Mayo. Um, we have some. We we have one starting now in a couple weeks' time. Uh, we've done one down Cork recently as well, and uh, we have one starting in the beginning of March, somewhere around the Midlands. Now. Uh, uh, this is probably a crime, like, but I don't, I, I, I can't say I know exactly where every job is. I don't, uh, but I hear about them, you know, as they go along or at the meeting table, like, not like when, when the, the guys tell us how the progress is going on. You must be very good at delegating, Shimmers. <laughs> I think you need to ask someone else that question. <laughs> I'm sure there was a problem you'll hear about it too. <laughs> well, you do, yeah, you do, but, uh, it's very important to have good people, and, uh, I have been very fortunate. 
that um, I have some very good people, very loyal people, you know, and um, uh, and that makes it uh, that helps, that makes it easier. Has that been the driving factor in the success of your businesses, Seamus? Uh, people are probably the uh, finding and getting and keeping good people is probably one of the most important things in any company. And um, it has certainly stood to us like we have, um, like last year here we had a, a wee celebration. We have two members of staff who have over 30 years in the company. Um, I have, I know many, I have three or four people who are 20 years plus in the company. Uh, and those are all good. Now, you also have the guys who, you know, you, like, I'm not saying that we're, we're not the bees and knees, like you have people who come and go. Um, and it used to take, I suppose, and, and when I set up, like when you, when you, when you got a job, a lot of times a job for life, but that's not the way it is anymore. Like, uh, younger generation tend to, they want experience, they, 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 they'll do, you know, three, four, maybe five years, they'll move on somewhere else. And, uh, uh, that's difficult because when you build up experience, uh, but it has to be accepted at the same time. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's, that's there. Just go back, James. The, the local projects uh, I was referring to. One was the Sleeve Lead Distillery in Ardra. Yeah. The second was the new uh, primary school that's almost completed in Stranorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're involved in both sort of projects. Now, the the the, the um, Sleeve League is a kind of an iconic project because it was um, very. Uh, I I have not been directly involved, in, but like the customer there uh, knew exactly what he wanted, and. Uh, uh, he wanted a certain style, a certain look, and a lot of time went then to the planning and to the delivery of that. Like, and even that the whole thing the inspection here before it left, and the samples we did, and different things like that. Because, like, I, I can understand why. For uh, uh, he probably, as well as the story, is going to have a visitor center, so he wanted to put across a certain. Like, he's building a brand. So we worked. That, that, that wasn't a terribly big project, but it was it was a it was a, a nice project involved in. Like it's one that that's uh, that we'll be able to remember, and 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 maybe if um, uh, even down to the lads that worked on it in the workshop floor, uh, somewhere within that building, their names is all welded on to steel, and that that maybe their children or their grandchildren someday, uh, and years to come, may go down there and say, well, you know what. It was my dad or my grandfather who was involved in that, and, and that's the name up there. They helped build this place, and that's nice. Do you get a personal sense of satisfaction, Seamus, uh, when you're directly involved and your company's directly involved and the print of your company is involved in, in so many local projects? If you didn't get a satisfaction in it, you wouldn't be doing it. Um, there is a sense of achievement, yes. There's also a challenge in it, like because... Uh, you want to do, uh, you want to do the best you can. And there we'll take a break. Business Matters in association with Letterkenny IT's Faculty of Business. Applications are now open for the highly regarded Masters in Leadership and Innovation in the public sector. Also a Masters in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection in Financial Services. And a Certificate in Online Dispute Management. Visit lyit.ie for more information. You're welcome back. Before the break, 
Seamus was talking about the sense of satisfaction he gets from the projects his companies are involved in. And you want to give the customer, uh, you know, you, you want them to be happy and satisfied with what you do for them and you try to give them good value. Uh, so yeah, there is definitely, and especially when they keep, if they come back, if they don't come back, uh, you know, you, you think, okay, so what we do wrong, you know, you might ask a question and, you know, that, that, that's, that happens too as well. Like, you no, know, that, that, uh, that's a very competitive world out there. And, um, that, uh, you have to be competitive. Can you remember your very first job, Seamus? I can. Tell me about it. <laughs> I didn't expect that one now. Uh, I thought on the first, I'm not going to say, we did a job for a customer. Uh, um, I was young, I was naive, I was keen, I was eager, and it was difficult. And I thought it would be the last. <laughs> but we got through it. Uh, I think it was there because that, uh, uh, like not every customer is, some, some customers, y- you need to be, you need to know how to work with them. And, uh, uh, and maybe some customers, not everybody will go in and do, you know, particular project or some people will shy away from some jobs. And even ourselves here today might even do that. Uh, but I think that, that I went into, it was work and I went in to do a project and it was only probably around, Five or six thousand euros at the time. What would have been pounds at that time? It wasn't euros. But um, uh, I remember that as long as I was on site and stayed on site myself, there was no problem. But if I left site and uh, was up the road, even ten miles up the road, I got a phone call and I had to go back. But I stuck with it. And we got out. In fairness, uh, we got paid, no problem. And that is the most important thing because that allows us to go on to the next one. But every day is a learning day. Seamus, have you? Uh project that you are most proud of? Have I a project I'm most proud of? Uh, I, I, I can't think of any one in particular. Like, you know, you're... Uh, I can't think of any one particular that I'm most proud of because they're all, like, they all have something, each product has something to offer. Like, when you drive down to Letterkenny and you pass by uh, maybe uh, Letter Kenny Motors and now Connolly Motors, and you see that, and you think, you know, that, nice job. Um, uh, you may pass by. Uh, we do a lot of. They've done a lot of work, Kelly Beggs. You're not going to say that. You know that 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 that's when you drive past something, and and you when it's there, and you see it, like, and it's, it's finished. You know, there's a uh, there's a sense of pride in that. Um, we've done some good projects, like I suppose one. Well, I wouldn't say one, like, but uh, the the biggest. Ever single sale we took was from Brazil, and the day I, I walked into an office, uh, well, I didn't walk in. That's all planned. No, the meeting was planned, and I went in thinking I was going to get an order, hoping to get an order for four units, four cranes, and I come out with an order for uh, thirteen. You know, and that was a like that was a, a, a big thing for a company from Donegal to to uh, uh, that, that actually there, there were two things in that. Um, it, it was nice already won, uh, but it was also there was a sense to some extent of relief that it also it got us through that tough that 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 that, that, that the work we put in to go over there and uh, that it actually uh, it paid off. And was it at a difficult time? In Absolutely, the that was a that, that that was a time when it was it was you know it was month to month, maybe even week to week. <laughs> I don't know, can't you know? But it was it was a difficult time. Yeah, it was it was. 
So that, that's one that will stick out for a long time. And then there's other ones as well, like, you know, but like, the, like each project brings its own. Sorry, she was, tell me, has Brexit impacted uh, on your business in the last few couple of years? Brexit has, in, has impacted, uh, for us it's been inconvenient, more so than anything else. Um, and the whole hype leading up to Brexit, about preparing for Brexit, so you were trying to prepare for something, you didn't know what it was. And uh, when it did come then, what you're preparing for wasn't what it was supposed to be or it wasn't what it was at all. Uh, we're fortunate in a way that uh, we already had a, a company in the UK and a base in the UK. So it hasn't had, in terms of our trading, it hasn't it hasn't impacted on us. It's inconvenient, and that is that um, uh, before Brexit, I could have uh, a, a waited job in Dublin. I didn't have a crane for it here, and we won the UK. Uh, I could put it on a Twitter this evening and be in Dublin tomorrow morning. I can't do that now. And, and it, so the logistics of moving across, it takes a little bit longer. Now, it's got easier. And when Brexit, when, when it came in in January, it took us six weeks to get the paperwork correct to get our first crane movement uh, from Ireland to UK. But, uh, 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 so it's been, it's certainly been, it's been challenging here for the, for the, for some of the admin staff. Like, it's definitely been challenging for them and trying to get the paperwork right. Uh, but it's been inconvenient more so than, than it hasn't impacted on us in terms of it hasn't, uh, it hasn't caused us, like it hasn't increased our turnover or decreased our turnover. I do think in the UK it has affected more because that, um, like, and it's not just ourselves, like, but leading up to when Brexit was announced and the year or two before, like, know that there's a definite slowdown, a little bit of slowdown because people weren't sure, like, uh, about investment and so on and so forth, like that. But that's beginning now, this year, or sorry, late last year, second half of last year, we just saw that kind of, you know, starting to pick up a little bit again. And can I ask you, Seamus, the effect that the pandemic has had on your operations? Uh, the pandemic has probably, again, like everyone else, like it's, 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 it's had its ups and downs in terms of like obviously we just shut down like in the first lockdown, uh, but it has taught us a lot. Uh, and um, it has taught us quite a bit, and one is that about communication, uh, and that that the same as everything else, like is like you don't get the opportunity now to get in front of your customer uh, the way that you would have got before. Do you miss that, Seamus? Of course I do. Of course I do, because uh, 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 people do business with people. They don't do business with a face on the other side of a, of a you know of a computer screen. It's more difficult. And it's more difficult on the, on the phone, but you do like uh, uh, business is built in relationships, or I think business is built in relationships, and that um, uh, so that bit's harder. But also like the communication between ourselves and and the UK, like uh, pre COVID, I was doing a week in Ireland, a week in the UK. Um, now just a couple months before COVID, I started to pull back a little bit on that. Because uh, I've got, like, we have, uh, I have a couple of family involved in this as well, like. Uh, but uh, since COVID began, I've been over there twice, like so, and and you learn to uh, communicate just by different means. So it's taught us that. It's also, um, it's taught us to like that. that you know, uh, uh, we have been we've been very fortunate here, like. Um, Yes, there has been members of staff who have contacted COVID. Thankfully, none through the company. We've managed to be able to keep everybody apart. Some were working from home. 
for for some of the time. But uh, our workshops, like uh, we, we have great space in our workshops, like so we don't have to, don't have to be working on top of one another. You know, so we've managed to keep it open all the time. Yeah. Has your business changed as a result of the pandemic, or how you do business? Has that changed, or how you re- look at business? Um, I, I'm looking forward to getting back to a kind of normality, uh, some sort of normality where you can go out. Like uh, 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 this is uh, uh, um, amazing to begin that to you. Like I'm, I'm in Dublin tomorrow. Uh, that's my first face to face with a with a client. Uh, for quite a while, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, and um, uh, a, a lot more of the business is done. You have to be it's done maybe on reputation. You know, your reputation carries you through. Uh, your service carries you through. Service is a big thing for us now, and that that and that uh, we based in Donegal, especially for Mantis, a lot of our customers are uh, Dublin. Uh, for the event down Cork and that, and we have to demonstrate to them that we're that we can be there as quick uh, and provide as good a service as someone who's based in Dublin, and that uh, that the pandemic didn't do that, but but it, but we've been able to do that. Uh, but uh, the a, a lot more some remote working uh, and some people remote working works for it works well, others it doesn't. You know, and some people are glad to get back into the office again. Um, but it's been, like everything else, like it's, it's been, you know, you, you keep going as best you can. Like, uh, uh, yes, it, it did affect the business, but like we, we had a good year last year, like we had a busy year last year, and this year looks to be, um, it's shaping up, you know, quite well for us as well. Tell me, Seamus, is there a person in business that you admire most? That one is, I, I think, uh, 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 that, um, I think that as time goes on, that you look to different people. Um, uh, early days, uh, who would I have looked to? I don't know. Like, uh, probably, uh, that, um, uh, uh, to fair, like Sean Quinn probably would have been a, an icon. I know, like, there's been a lot of bad publicity about, about Sean Quinn and what he's done. But at the end of the day, um, Sean Quinn provided an awful lot of um, employment with a local area and he brought a lot to that area and it didn't work out uh, but you know uh, sometimes people believe that um, that if you fail in business like it's, it's, it's your failure but that's not the case because uh, we have a bit here in Ireland a bit of um, I would say a hang up about people who fail in business like but people who fail in business like if they hadn't tried they wouldn't have failed you know, and, and, and they need to be, need to be, con- uh, need to be sort of applauded for that. Uh, other people, like I suppose goes on there, like there's, uh, there's quite a number of people, um, I'd say in the county, uh, who, like there's one guy, like, and he's, he's, um, uh, in fairness, I'm a few years ahead of him, and, uh, uh, uh and I remember when he set up business and it was Michael McKinney down there when he was on engineering. Unbelievable. What he has done in locally for the Nation area for uh, um, for uh, he has 130, 140 people employed there, a state of the art place. Uh, so you have people like that. You have the likes of um, uh, Carol McHugh in uh, Killy Beggs, um, uh, Bert Leslie, Brian Leslie in 
Killing Eggs. Like they're all local guys, like but they're all you know, like there's there, you, you get a bit of inspiration from you know you can see how they go like and, and it's 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 they're all like they're all good businesses and they're all businesses that have they they've all started up from scratch, you know and that uh, anyone who takes a business from scratch, it's uh, the first couple of years can be uh, first it's always difficult like but the first number of years getting off the ground is 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 challenging enough. Tell me, Seamus, if you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, 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 uh, when, I, when I left, even though like, I left school at 16, like, I, 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 uh, I was looking, I suppose I did uh, hardly admit this, like, but I, I, not hardly admit it, but I, I, I uh, I applied to join the guards and passed the interview, passed diaries, which was amazed at, uh, and uh, was to go for my medical and decided I went far enough and that was it, didn't go any further. Uh, I just got a local, I, I, I got a, as I said, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the eldest of eight in a family and, and I got a, like when I, 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 I left school by choice at that age, it wasn't that I was pushed or had to leave it. Uh, and I got a job locally, like, and then you know, like, it's like every, uh, every young lad at the time, uh, when you get the taste of getting a few pounds, you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to go for that, you know, like, cause uh, if you have a, a pound in your pocket at the weekend when you go out, like, that's, that's the uh, important thing. So I don't know what my dream job is. I enjoy what I'm doing and I have enjoyed it right the whole way through. Now, that's not to say that it hasn't been difficult. There has been times that it's been challenging. Uh, but at the same time, if I didn't enjoy it, I I wouldn't do it. I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy doing deals. I you know uh, 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 I enjoy solving problems because most of what we do is that uh, not most, but some of the stuff we do. Like, and I get involved myself is someone has a problem or they have a they have something and they, they want uh, uh, they want an answer for it. Like and and a lot of time, like we would see ourselves at one stage in like men and engineering we were. A fabrication company, but we're more now at the moment of uh, a solutions provider, and um, and so and some people come to us for that very reason because of the expertise we hold within the company, within the people in the company, and um, that they know what we're capable of, and they, they and they trust us. Uh, within Mantis, uh, we try to provide. Um, it's all about service. It's all about service. If you provide a good service to the customer. Um, you have a good chance to come back. Um, okay, you have to be competitive as well. Sometimes that can be difficult. But um, and on occasion, you'll lose a customer. Maybe uh, you might lose a particular job, but you'll find the next one will come back to you because maybe they hadn't got the same experience or didn't work out as well as they had hoped like with the person they went for. And that happens regular. So that, uh, um, like, like I enjoy what I do here. What advice would you give your 21-year-old self, James? <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure how to answer that one. Um, what advice? Um, if you want to be, if you want to run your own company, um, you, you need to be 120% committed. Uh, you have to be prepared for hard work 
and sometimes long days and long weeks. Uh, if you're not, if that's not your lifestyle, you're not cut out for that, then, you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's just not that, it's, it's not as easy. Um, but there is, uh, there's a certain satisfaction from running a company, uh, in our case, like we have a group of companies, um, and that that can be quite rewarding. So, what advice it gives someone like is if you're if you're thinking about doing it, if you're thinking about setting up your own company and you go for it, um, as I said, way back when we set up the cranes, you sit down, look at it is, and that is is if I don't do this in five years' time, will I regret it? Or I'll look back and say it's worked as great as worked, or look back and say, well, at least I tried. You know, so that's that was. That was my dilemma in that sense. So I would say to anybody, uh, uh, anyone, or like, uh, uh, if I was 21 years of age again, um, and uh, looking at the business is, have a go. What do you like most about being your own boss, Seamus? There's days I can tell you a whole lot of things that I don't like about it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I suppose... Um, Okay, at, 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 um, you have the satisfaction. Uh, I'm not saying you can do what you want. You can't, you know. Uh, like I would see myself as, uh, like, like I work for the company. I work for, like, men in engineering. I work for Mandel's Cranes. The job I do is different from the job that the guys on the floor do. Uh, but what they do is very bit as important as what I do, and I do is very, like, my job's different. And sometimes, that um, uh, uh, I have to make decisions that that might not be popular, uh, but someone has to make them. Um, so, um, what? Sorry, what the question again was? What do you like best about being your own boss? About being your own boss. Well, it has given us like at at at. Uh, I suppose it's basically it's a self satisfaction out of out of out of um, out of achievement or sense of achievement, and also like like locally here, like within the area, um, like we do, like we try to provide. Like we're in a very rural setting here, like in a very it's in a farming community, and um, we provide what employment we can locally. And there's satisfaction in that, like, and and that you know, and I'm able to probably as my own boss, I'm able to do things that that that, uh, all the way maybe small things that 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 you wouldn't be able to do. Like, if I want to take a day off tomorrow, if I want to do that, well, I can do it, you know. Uh, but uh, but there'll be a consequence. I need to be up for it the following day, you know. So like, it's it's um, it's it's there's nothing particularly. It's just it's just you know. Uh, a difficult one to answer, Kieran. And finally, Seamus, what lies ahead for yourself and your businesses? Uh, what lies ahead? Uh, well, for me personally, uh, my um, like at the moment, I've got um, three of a family in the business, and it's all about uh, we're McMenamin Engineering's business thirty six years. Mantis twenty three years. Now I won't be around thirty six years, but I hope businesses. Uh, 
so it's to try to make sure uh, that, that the focus at the moment for me personally is it's to ensure the longevity of the company. And it's about getting the next generation um, installed within the company and getting them, uh, uh, getting also you know, a team put together and that that's going to see it on to, you know, for the next 36. Um, uh, so th- there's a lot of focus at the moment uh, 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 on, on on putting that team in place and to some extent uh, uh, people say when you retire, I probably won't retire, but uh, will I step back? Yeah, like uh, uh, from the day to day. Even though there's still a lot of things I'd like to do uh, uh, um, outside Outside of the company, but um, uh, as getting the next as, as getting the next line of management and place that'll that'll see the company on and help the company develop, we're in a very good place. I think we're in a good place. Um, it's not the what do you call the, the I was okay saying it. It's not the most sexiest of 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 industries to be in, but it's uh, there's a need out there as long as the construction uh, uh, there's going to be need for steel work. And there's going to be need like for uh, material hand solutions, uh, and that that's we're in. That's a, that's that's the space we're in, and hopefully we'll continue to grow it. You know, both here and abroad and in the UK. Seamus McMenamin, owner of Mattis Cranes and owner of McMenamin Engineering. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today on Business Matters. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you very much. Well, that's our lot for this edition of Business Matters. Thanks to my guest, Seamus McMenamin. Thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound, and thanks to you for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters in association with Letterkenny IT's Faculty of Business. Applications are now open for the highly regarded Masters in Leadership and Innovation in the Public Sector. Also a Masters in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection in Financial Services. And a Certificate in Online Dispute Management. Visit lyit.ie for more information.